That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live TV with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. Hey, we want to remind you guys to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We'd love to hear what you think about it. Any ideas, any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, and uh, so today we have a special guest. This is actually our first guest of the new season, Mm -hmm. and I'm super excited about her. Her name is Lauren Ricketts. She's a meteorologist at the NBC uh, affiliate in Washington, D.C. I used to work with her a million trillion years ago. It was our first job in Winchester, Virginia. Shout out Winchester. Woo woo. (laughs) Um, uh, Lauren is a Winchester native, which made her a very big deal, as you can imagine, being an on-air personality there. What I love about Lauren is she's so smart. Um, she has such um, a good science brain, but she's also one of the funniest people you will ever meet. And she has such a good gut-wrenching but inspiring story that I think really deserves to be told. So here she is, Lauren Ricketts. This is our first guest for this season. And I, I know I'm really excited about it because – Lauren Ricketts, I have not spoken to you, like actually heard your voice in like how, I mean, seriously, how many years? How many I mean, years? it's been, it's probably been a decade. At yeah. Least. Yeah. Wow. At least. Yeah. For I mean, sure. I, I called you one time and asked you for um, some Asheville, North Carolina recommendations. That's right. Uh, <laughs> texted you from a number that I still had. And I was like, oh, I hope this is Katie. But yeah, it's definitely been a yeah. decade since I've heard your voice. Yeah. So Lauren... Um, Ricketts. She's a meteorologist. She works at NBC4 in Washington, D.C., but we originally met in our first TV news jobs in Winchester, Virginia, which (laughs) this is what's crazy is Winchester is one of those. It was a startup station, which means it was like brand spanking new. Um, And and so Winchester is also sort of in the D.C. market. Right, Lauren? So people explain how that how that all works. Like people in Winchester could see D.C. news, but they could also see Winchester, Virginia news. Right. Yeah, and okay. then we could see like another little kind of podunk station called Hagerstown. That's right. We could see, yeah, um, Harrisonburg, which is around James Madison University, right. JMU. So like there was a couple stations, but Winchester didn't have local news. So right. We got there and we covered four counties. Yeah, and, yeah. And people loved it because it was hyper hyper local. And then uh, and then unfortunately it went away it after a while. <laughs> it literally <laughs> shut its doors just a couple of years ago. It was very it was very sad. Um, yeah, it was but very sad. Here, well, we were going by then, right? I yeah, yeah. Going. I was, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. But here's so the best part. Lauren was from, is from Winchester. So she was like <laughs> the epitome of local TV star. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen anybody 
at like such a local celebrity in all the years I've been doing this as Lauren Ricketts. I mean, you, you were like a you were like Elvis walking down that like old town Winchester. Is that old town like little Winchester Mall still exists downtown? Yes. Oh yeah. And you should go back there now. Now they're like they they've kind of turned into like a little hip area. They got really, but yeah, it's it's totally changed. But yeah, so it was interesting because. You know, I got the call. I was interning in D.C. And they yeah. said, hey, you're a meteorologist. You're from here. Uh, do you want to, you know, come be a meteorologist yeah. at our new station? I was like, let's do it. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was it was fun. But, I mean, it was market like two. I mean, it was, it was, it was like the, again, the epitome of small market, but Lauren yeah. Ricketts was the queen. She was oh, like, queen I bet. Of- and you probably still are. You probably still are the queen of Winchester. Cause now you're like hometown girl made good. Cause you're on like yeah. DC news. That's such mm-hmm. a big deal there in Winchester. I'm- yeah, I mean, that was always my goal to get back to yeah. D.C. And I just happened to be lucky enough to, uh, to to be in the D.C. market and work in the D.C. market, you know, after I left TV3 Winchester. So, uh, so yeah, that was that was a good little jump for me, and I was really blessed to have that. How, yeah, it's, how it's proud are your parents? I bet your parents are like, that's my girl. They're, like, so proud because they can still see <laughs> they, Before we watched TV3 Winchester, they watched Channel 4, NBC News, which is, you know, uh, we've got big names. George Michael came through there who had yeah. Sports Machine. Yep. And Jim Vance, I don't know if you guys yes. remember him, but he was, you know, another big name, not only locally but nationally. So uh, they used to watch Channel 4. And then when I got on, you know, TV3 Winchester, they switched over. But now they're, like, so proud. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't blame them. So, I don't blame them. Yeah, it's really cute. I don't blame them. <laughs> Oh. Okay, so now you're working at NBC4 and Catch Me Up. You got married, right? Yes. Okay. I got married to another guy from Winchester. Oh, he's from Winchester? <laughs> he's from Winchester. Stop. The king, oh, the king of Winchester. I know. Really the, the king and queen of Winchester. I didn't know that he was from there. Okay. All he's, right. He's from Winchester, Virginia. Yeah, we went to high school together. And, um, yeah, we, so we got married. We, like, reconnected at a wedding of Aww. Winchester people. Oh, my God. Uh, I know. I, I know. thought you were going to so say, like, like, your your five-year high school reunion or something. Yeah, no, that would have been cute. But you, you, you're older <laughs> than I was. But, uh, no, so so we got married. He was in the Marine Corps, and so he was traveling quite a bit, and then he got being stationed overseas, and then he came back, and then uh, – and it was sort of dating in 2012, and then we got married in 2017. And, uh, yeah, and we're, we're still married. It's still going good. It's still going well. <laughs> I will tell you, Lauren Ricketts, I swear, if you would have asked me this, like, 15 years ago, is Lauren Ricketts going to get married? I would be like, hell no. That you know? girl, like, <laughs> has, like, way too much fun to get married. So congratulations. So right. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. He has just as much fun as I do. We we are a pretty fun couple. Like, uh, yeah, we, we, we like to – like to go out and, and throw back a few yeah. and, and yeah. it's been I've fun. Seen, I can I imagine that. a little bit now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, and have... you, so you are the, the morning meteorologist, right? Yes. So I am morning weekends on Saturday and Sunday, and then I do radio for WTOP, um, which is one of the, the bigger radio stations in the United States. Uh, so, but based out of the D.C. area. So I do weather for them. We contract our weather uh, out for them. And then I also do uh, midday shows and do a lot of cold work. So I'm one of the four meteorologists at NBC Washington and Washington, D.C. Wow. Okay. And so I mentioned to the you to this to you quickly here before we hit record. We have three questions that we're asking our guests, and you're the first one this season that we're trying it out on. No pressure. So no pressure. Okay. Okay. But okay. So the first one is: if you weren't in TV news, what would you be doing instead? I would be a chef. I already know. Really? Oh. Oh, I love that. I I know. I've always. 
I've always liked cooking, always. And so I've always wanted to kind of learn that craft, actually, as opposed to just do some home cooking here and there. So I would definitely, I would have been in culinary school. And then maybe who knows what I would have taken to be. Maybe the Food Network. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, but I, that would have been my end-all goal. But I would have definitely, um, I would have definitely loved to cook for a living. Okay, all right. So second question, what are you currently obsessed with? Um. this could be a show it could be a podcast it could be a product it could be something you just bought and love oh god i mean i'm currently obsessed with my cats yes i've seen some of those cats on facebook yes you have one cat though right just one or no i have two oh you have two okay two cats and we'll get into that a little bit during my story but yeah i have two cats and i'm i'm like so upset i'm like such a cat lady i like love my cats so much their names are puffy and predator Oh. Cupid. Um, but yeah, so I will get into that. But okay. yeah, I, I love my cat drum stuff. So. All right. Okay. So <laughs> third question, what's the craziest thing to, that ha- has happened to you in TV news? Or the craziest thing a viewer has said to you? Yeah, we've been going back oh and forth on that gosh. question. Get yeah. a list together. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> totally. It's, it's bad. I mean, you always get those, um, you always get those messages. Are you pregnant? Yeah. Um, oh, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. those messages. Uh, I did say, I mean, I, you know, I, well, I think Katie might remember the craziest thing that ever happened to me. We were doing the blizzard of 2009, 2010, and I had this guy keep sending me letters from um, Harrisonburg, and the cops had to get involved. What? Oh, no. Like an official stalker? Yeah, it was an official stalker, and he would, like, write these, like, in crazy letters, and he um, would draw pictures, and I won't get quite into the details, but he really loved every time I said feet, and I would be remeasuring snow in feet at that time. I mean, Winchester, for a couple of those blizzards, got three feet of snow, Um, so that was probably the Oh, wow, that's so creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. Yeah. You were there then, Katie. I but you might not remember that. I, it's all kind of like I remember quiet. that snowstorm. I remember the blizzard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'd like it was to after say that. it was like it was like during the spring because I didn't get the letters. They got intercepted, and then I saw them, oh. and then I was like, "Ooh, oh, this is these are creep." Yeah. <laughs> what were you? I mean, what like you contacted police? Like, were you legit scared, or like what? How did no, it? No, I wasn't scared. Um, at that point, like I didn't, you know, I didn't live in the Winchester area at that time. I was still living in Northern Virginia. I uh, and so like I wasn't in the area mm. going home. And my parents, I knew a lot of people in Winchester. I wasn't like super scared about it, uh, and they weren't threatening. They were more like just creepy, flattery. weird, <laughs> flattering. Lauren's like, actually, if you want to send me some of those letters again, like I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I know. And now like asked her like husband to recreate yeah. those letters. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was, it was very, um, it was very interesting, but he really liked when I said, Pete, I don't ever know what happened to him. I know that he lived with his mom in like a trailer oh, and like somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You so, know, I, I think I, it's funny because people, um, I think people who aren't in TV news don't realize the kind of yeah. crazy stuff that people say to us. It's crazy. Or send to us. Or yes. my, uh, yeah. my colleague, who is a, another meteorologist, she, and gosh, this is going back to feet, but she got like a foot bath massager for some what? reason. And I was like, what? Weird. See, also another one that I'd be like, oh, okay. this is creepy. And then I'd like put it in my car like, really quick. Yeah. Use it. Yeah, I'd be like, I can't wait to use this tonight. It's like, uh, actually, I do need this. Yeah, she yeah. was gone from the station the next day, but I remember uh, she opened it and she was like, what is this? And I was like, do you have a stalker? Oh my God, let me tell you a story. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's yep. 
crazy. All right. Yeah, it was interesting. So, yeah, people don't understand the kind of stuff that we, we get or, or people say to us. And, you know, people think they know us, which is right, what right. the goal is, but right. also it can get a little invasive. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I want to switch gears because I'll be honest with you, Lauren, I've obviously kept up with you via social media, a couple of texts here and there. Um, but one of the things that really stood out to me or like sort of put you back in my orbit is, I, and I want to say, this was last year, I believe, I logged onto Facebook and I saw this video that you did um, talking about, well, I mean, let me, let me let you go ahead and, and talk a little bit about it. And I, you, it was so, it was like a video that has really, I mean, it's really stuck with me, if, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So I, in May of 2020, um, I put a video out there. I will tell you, and I even say in the video, which was all over social media, I do not want to do it. I was not looking yeah. forward to doing it. Um, so in February of 2020, I was five months pregnant. And uh, I was actually waking up on a Sunday morning to on February 19th to go to work. And um, I, I woke up at like 3 a.m. an hour before my alarm went off and my water was breaking. Uh-huh. And my husband was deployed at the time. Oh, gosh. And so I was by myself. And I remember, like, I, I took a bath. I didn't even know what to do. I, like, took a bath. I had a fever of 102. And I was like, what is happening? I felt fine, but, like, my water was breaking. And I called my co-anchor uh, at the time, who uh, a guy who had three cake I'm really close with, like a brother to me. And I called and I said, Adam, I call him Adam. His name's Adam Tuss, but I call him Tuss. I said, Tuss, I, I think my water's breaking. And he said, go to the hospital right oh. now. And so... I grabbed what I could. I went to the hospital. Another person from NBC met me there, another friend, and uh, that was off that morning. And we sat in the emergency room while my water was breaking. Oh, and um, yeah, it was it was really sad. And I didn't know what was going on. I mean, I was I was five months pregnant, but I still didn't really know like what was happening. Yeah. And um, so you know, being in the hospital, they took me up to labor and delivery, which I knew wasn't good once I saw the signs for that. And I got up there, and my water broke completely off because they did an examination. And I even looked at the doctor, and I remember being like, "Am I dreaming? Like this is crazy." Yeah. And um, so I, I ended up, uh, I ended up staying in the hospital for a week, and the baby was alive, and you know his his heart was still going, but he was losing fluid. Uh, and there's no way to put fluid back. I mean, I asked. I was like, "Can you just like throw some fluid yeah. up there?" And but it, it doesn't happen, and it's called pre, pre-prom, um, which is pre-rupture of membranes. And so, and it happens sometimes. Uh, you can get an infection, which I didn't have. And they didn't really have a rhyme or reason for why it happened. But um, on February 24th, the heart stopped beating. So I ended up losing our son. Uh, my husband got back from Afghanistan um, uh, about 48 hours after my water broke, and he was with me for the rest of the week. And then... You know, the nurses came in after they were checking me every day and said, you know, the heart stopped, which was Ugh. awful. Yeah, it was it was it was, you know, it was tough. It was February. That was February 23rd. And then you have to and then you have to go to labor. Um, you have to deliver. So oh, I had Lauren. to do it. It was awful. And I had to do 12 hours. You know, they, they induce you. And I had I was in labor for 12 hours. And I was like, any medication you have, give it to me because like I just don't want to be here. You know, you yeah. have to be there. Um, and so I, um, I, I delivered, um, just about 1am on February 24th and, and it was sad. And like, 
at that point, like, you know, I know a lot of women in my, um, in my position, they want to see the baby. I did not. Um, and I didn't know that was going to be something I regretted. I just, you're, you're just so emotionally drained at that point. So, um, so I was on air and everybody knew I was pregnant in January when I made the announcement. And I waited a little while to make the announcement. I was probably 13 or 14 weeks. Um, maybe 14 when I made the announcement in January. And then February, I lost my baby. And so I did not want to go back to work and, you know, yeah. have people ask me questions. And then we headed into a pandemic two weeks later, you know. So oh, that gosh. was, I, yeah. So I went home um, not knowing just how sad that whole situation was and then I start getting messages on my social media from viewers being like where are you I hope everything's all right how's the baby you know and so um so in May of I think it was like May 11th or something like that of 2020 I went back to work and I was like I've I've got to do a video I can't go back and you know my baby wasn't due until July um so I made a video saying that I had lost the baby and that was probably besides delivering um, probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my entire life was trying to make that video. And the, I have three, I wanted to do it in one take. It was from my house because again, we were in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I had, I you can usually do everything in one take. I had three takes and they're still on my phone and, you know, just trying to, uh, trying to get through it without immediately breaking down. But it was, it was tough. So that, that video is the one in May that you saw. Yeah. I mean, it's such a hard situation, but then to be somebody who's in the public eye, I think it really yeah. magnifies. I mean, it really magnifies it. Um, it does. So there does. was no, there was no um, explanation really for what happened. There wasn't. No, not at that time. Um, like I said, I had a fever up to 102. It went down, so they thought I had an infection somewhere, but it went down within 12 hours. So they, you know, they do all the cultures and stuff. They they see if you have an infection, everything came back negative. Um, so that was tough because it's like, well, why did this happen? Like, I'd rather there mm-hmm. be a reason. Um, right, right. So that, that was something I struggled with. But they, you know, this happens. Like, it, it, it doesn't happen often, unfortunately. Um, you know, and sitting there for a week in the hospital, I'm trying to, you know, I'm reading every scientific paper and every journal that I can get my hands on um, on what the statistics are because, you know, I'm, I'm science-minded. So I'm trying to figure out, like, if there's a chance that it's going to uh, play out the way I needed to and I'm going to actually have a baby. I needed to get to about, I think it was like 22 or 23 mm-hmm. weeks mm-hmm. Um, for the for his lungs to develop. And mm-hmm. I was sitting at about 21. So oh, I didn't make it. Boy. Yeah. And, it, it, and again, like, you know, you kind of look at the blessing, like at the same time, he would have had a really long, um, very difficult life because I lost fluid so I think there would have been some deformalities that I would have had to deal with and my husband and I would have had to deal with and he would have had to deal with uh, throughout his entire life because, you know, the, the whole uterus is kind of collapsing on him. So yeah. instead of, you know, with the, with the fluid. So, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it was a blessing for that, that, you know, he kind of, you know, kind of succumbed to that. It's hard for me to say that, but, you know, it would have been an incredibly difficult uh, life for him, and so, um, and it, it would have been great if he could have, it could have survived that, and we could have thrown every medicine out him. We could have, and we would have, uh, but you know, it's just, it just, it happens. It's life, and it, and it, and it kind of sucks. And that's exactly how I summed it up to be. I mean, it really sucks. Like, and it was really sad, and it, it broke me for a long time. It was awful. 
Yeah, I had I had seen that you had posted, and I yeah. I can't imagine this that you had just posted that you had um, friends who were pregnant at the same time as oh, you. That was awful. And baby shower announcements, and yeah. just I mean, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I I feel like a lot of people until I mean, you just don't understand it until it happens to you, and then yeah, maybe right. a lot of people don't sh- share it because it's just a it's so emotional it's hard to get through it. But like m- maybe you feel like people don't. Don't want to hear that. Don't want to hear yeah. about it. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and my friends were kind of sensitive about that. Yeah. Um, but that I would say was one of the more difficult things. Seeing once I could get out, because again, we were in the pandemic, so it's easy for me to completely isolate myself within my apartment. So that's also not good at that time. Like you want to continue with your daily yeah. routine to some to some you know extent. Um, but, uh, to have people, I mean, two of my best friends were pregnant. I was due in July. One of them was due in, um, August. One was due, I was due July 10th. One was due July 3rd. Another person of mine was due in August, August 25th. And then another friend of ours was due in September. So a lot of people were pregnant at that time. I remember I went to a wedding in November and like there were six of us that were pregnant. Um, so it was, it was really, really tough to see them have their babies or to see like I had to block tons of people um Mm. and I just couldn't and there's still people that I've had to block and the thing is like I've been invited to baby showers it's been a year and a half and I still I I still haven't been to a baby shower I still haven't bought any baby stuff like for anybody I I mean people send me like an invitation I can't have but like I just could not and still kind of can't bring myself to that at this point because um right now my friends have bought me and uh and and that hurts because like I see them and now they're already trying for their second well I should I my I can't look at your kid right now because I'm immediately going to think back to my son he should be and he should be this age and he should look like this and we should be doing this and you know I just and I'm even like tearing up right now thinking about it like I can talk about you know my my pregnancy and my loss but like that really that really hurts because you know I I just still I've not lost friendships but I've definitely drifted away yeah because it is so hard to see and there is I just it's Mm -hmm. hard to not compare um especially with the loss and most of them understand so you know I just it just it's just again it just sucks it's just it's just something that you have to get through but it's difficult. It's like you're treading water alone and just doing this alone. And, and it's, and it's hard. What, um, I'm just kind of on that note, like what, yeah. what, what was the best thing that somebody did that was like the most comforting or like just, you know, was there anything that any of your friends could do or say at that time that really did help you? Yeah. No. So it's tough because like not a lot of people that I know have been through this. Now people have been through losses you know, prior to 12 weeks and a miscarriage is a miscarriage like that, you know, it is a miscarriage. I don't know anybody that had come out with it this late in their pregnancy, at least somebody that I know personally. So a lot of people didn't know what to say to me, which I totally understand. I wouldn't know what to say to somebody. Um, so, you know, it was, it was incredibly difficult. And I think my friends didn't know what to do. They sent me flowers. Well, that was great. But at the same time, I remember I had so many flowers that it just reminded me of mm. why, why mm-hmm. like I just I would look at flowers and I'd be like that's I know why they said they sent them to me because I lost my son yeah so you know and they were trying to do a gesture completely get it um 
one of my friends and you know, I shut myself off from a lot of people because I mm-hmm. didn't want to talk about it. And I didn't know what I didn't know what to say to them either. Because right, I just want right. to kind of forget about it at that point. Um, so I know one of my friends uh continued to call me and call and just send me texts. Just like randomly just send me texts and not even say like, Hey, I'm thinking about you, but just like send me stuff and be like and she would tell me, she was like, I'm gonna send you a text all the time. Like, I don't care if you yeah. respond, but I'm mm-hmm, thinking about you. Mm-hmm. I love you. And just like send me funny stuff. So that kind of, I mean, she was one of the first people I talked to, um, about everything. And so that was good because it, it wasn't anything related to my loss, but she right. like knew that I would read them and she would send them to me. Yeah. So that kind of helped. Yeah. And what about therapy? Were you able to get any therapy? Yeah, so what happened was, and this is going to be sad too. Oh, like, no. so, 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 so I lost my son in February. I went back to work in May. I hadn't seen any of my friends with babies. One of my friends who had, um, uh, one of my friends who had a baby in September, this was just at the end of September. Um, they, I was sitting at a kind of like a little pool party, a little get together. Uh, with some people that were in our bubble and they brought their baby and I like mm. completely broke down and I, it was one of my best friends. Um, but didn't even think about it. I mean, they just had a newborn, so they didn't even think about it. They obviously were right. bringing the baby because they had to. Yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't leave it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I don't even know if they knew I was there. I, it was just kind of like they wanted everybody to see the baby totally get, but I just kind of, I like got up and walked away and my husband was like, or, you know, kind of followed me. He's been deployed again since then in, in the summer of 2020. So he came back and he realized, like, just how upset I was. And we, at that point, decided that I needed therapy because I thought maybe I could get through it on my own. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll do yoga. And, like, I'll go to the beach. <laughs> and, like, yeah. And, you know, that helped to some extent, but not to get everything that I needed to, to work out because I was just sad and I'm not mm-hmm. a sad person. No, you are not. And, no, yeah. and I just could not get out of it. So we did therapy. It was virtual, um, which was fine. Obviously at that point you had to go virtual. I did therapy, which helped. I did uh, probably about 10, 12 sessions until I got to a place where I felt like I was doing better. Another thing that helped me that I didn't know uh, would have was uh, one of my friends posted that his sister needed somebody to do acupuncture on. She was doing this study uh, mm. about uh, women in stress. And I was like, so I got on her website and I started looking and, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything about acupuncture. It's infertility, it's grief, it's you know, pain in your hip, it's everything. And my husband was like, let's try that. And, you know, and so I tried acupuncture and I think that was one of the things that kind of helped pull me out of it. Whether it works or not, whether it was a mental thing, I don't know. Right, I'm right. still doing it to this day. Um, but like, I think that along with therapy, like really helped my grief process because yeah. yeah. And so kind of like an, an exercise and kind of getting back into my routine, but like a lot of that, uh, I threw everything at it once. Cause I was just, like I said, broken. Yeah. Like I just was mm-hmm. like, I can't do this. Yeah. Like I need to do something. Well, good for you so, for taking steps and figuring out what you needed. Yeah. You know, that's half the battle. I had to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was like playing on the way to work. Like, I, I'm in D.C. The panda, like, had a baby, and, like, it, the panda <laughs> wasn't supposed to. And, like, I was, like, crying about that because oh. it was, like, a little miracle panda come. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, oh, my God, we read a story on it because everybody loves the panda story. Right. And so, like, you know, it's just, like, little things would trigger me. And I was like, I cannot live yeah. like this over the next couple of yeah. years with, you know, I, I got to figure this out. Yeah. So 
So all of that helped me. And, you know, women sending me their stories and stuff like that, kind of knowing that I wasn't alone, even though I didn't mm-hmm. want to see their stories prior, because I didn't even know how to help myself at that point, right. let alone give advice mm-hmm. to anybody else. Yeah. So, you know, with all of that, it's gotten better. I could talk about it without tearing up, even though I'm tearing up right now. But yeah, it's, it, you know, with all that, it's, it's gotten better. So, and, you know, obviously you shared that with your, with the viewers. I mean, was that at all helpful to, you know, to tell everybody? And then I, I can imagine you uh, hopefully got a lot of um, support and response from the community. I mean, was that something that um, in some way helped you at all? Or what was that it, like? It, it was. So the video that Katie was referring to in May, like I wasn't in a place mentally where I like that – that one was rough for me. My, that was more of an explanation being like, this is where I've been. Right, um, right. I haven't left the news business. Like, this is where I've been. So that was tough. I got, obviously, a, a huge amount of support with that. It was hard for me to read those messages at that point. As I've gotten therapy, as I've gotten acupuncture, as I've worked on myself mentally, um, it, yeah, it's I, I've gotten um, more responses. Like, I've been able to reply to women that mm-hmm. have had losses now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and there's not much to say except for, yeah, this is this is gonna this is gonna be tough. And like, you just put one foot in front of the other, and you but just you're take not it, alone. You know, minute by minute. Yeah. So like, I I got a huge outpouring of support. On on uh, on air on TV, we decided as a station not to do a story at that time on it. I think they could tell like how much pain I was in, right. and I didn't really want to tell my story. I mean, like Chrissy Teigen when she came out with the, uh, her loss yeah. in September, that was even still tough for me because they had mm. called me because my they had my doctor on my high risk doctors talk and they they called me and they thought about it and they asked me they were like is this going to be all right if we have your doctor on talking about this Chrissy Teigen story? So they knew that it was tough and that, you know, at that point I just kind of wanted to get back and not even talk about my loss. Mm -hmm. Since then I've had better opportunities to talk about it and it has been a positive thing in my life for not only me, but also for my viewers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And your cats, I feel like your cats have been a huge (laughs) part of your healing, right? (laughs) Talk about the cat. Back to the cat. I'm glad you brought that up. So right after, so I've had a cat for uh, forever. Um, Her name's Puffy. I adopted her a long time ago. When I was running around after my water brooch, I remember she was just looking at me like, (laughs) what is going on? Mm -hmm. And um, she you know, after I came home and I was healing from the hospital, she was uh, right there next to my side. Um, she was there when my breast milk came in because that was another thing oh, I had to deal gosh. with that nobody told me. Um, so, like, <sighs> you know, being upset. Yeah, it was awful. So, like, being upset and, like, having her around was such a therapeutic tool. Then while I was in the hospital, we had a cat um, that came in from West Virginia, was flown into Arlington at Arlington uh, Animal Welfare League. And this cat, I mean, it was the day I got in the hospital, they started posting about this cat on their Instagram page. And it, this cat, they called it Cupid because they, they found him on February 14th. He had an arrow that was shot through his right above his left eye Aww. all the way back to his shoulder. So there was a doctor or a vet here. Instead of putting him down, they were like, I want to try to fix him. And so I was watching his journey, and um, I was in the hospital and be like, if I get out of here, I want to adopt that cat. And, you know, I once he got better, which was two and a half weeks, three weeks after I got out of the hospital, they posted that they were doing a lottery for him. There was a lottery. 25 people went to go adopt him. 
I drew number 14, which was the day he was found, which was my lucky number as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, my goodness. They, they drew number 14, and uh, I got to adopt him. And so wow. I went to Talk about Animal fate. Welfare League of Arlington. Um, and he was so sad when I got him. He was completely like, uh, you know, he was shaved. He had a he had uh, he had tons of like scars and stuff, and where they took the air out, infection on his back. I mean, he looked so sad. So yeah. uh, we kind of grew together, and so um, we renamed him Predator. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, and so now I have a puppy Predator, and he's been a huge a huge part um, of my healing healing process. So it's it's been good. Um, both my cats have been good. So that's why I'm obsessed with my cats. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be honest, Lauren, I'm like not really that much of a cat person, but like now I am like, I think, yeah. I think you just like maybe converted me. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. Now Karen, Karen's about to cat. have her fourth kid and now she's going to get a cat. Too. Yeah. Now I'm like, going to call my good. husband. I think Great. we need a cat. He'll love that. Greg will be all for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> Lauren, I feel like the, the, um, silver lining of all this, or the most exciting part about all of this is that you are pregnant right now. I Yay. am. Yay. I am. Ray, thank you. And literally, so like after my loss, that's all I wanted to do. But my right. husband was deploying. He was on a three month on three month off schedule. You need, you need him around him. Yeah. Uh, around, that, yeah. around for that. Key yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yep. So, um, unfortunately I had another miscarriage in oh. November oh. and the only reason I knew I had a miscarriage, it was about four weeks, mm-hmm. um, is because at that point we decided to just go. So I was 37 at the time, um, and I, we decided to just go straight to fertility because I was I was like let's let's get this going because I just can't wait around and I just want to be pregnant. That is maybe will snap me out of my sadness. Um, so I knew I was getting my blood taken, and uh, I happened to be pregnant naturally in November, and then we lost the baby. And then as we get into December and January of 2021, um, I start um, an IUI cycle. I didn't that two of those were uh, with negative outcomes and then we did an IVF cycle and then that is how I got pregnant and I like to say I got pregnant with my husband out of the country <laughs> 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 but it was by him it was by him yeah um, yeah so I, I got pregnant in May of uh of 2021 and I am and it's scary because you know I I had my miscarriage 21 weeks and I'm getting ready to hit that 21 week mark. So, you know, this has been, and I even, when I made my announcement on TV not too long ago, I did say, you know, this is, this is tough. Like it's tough. Anybody right. who's had a loss before, no matter if it's prior to 12 weeks or after, um, you're always wondering is, you know, is the baby's heart beating or, or can mm-hmm. I feel it? So, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, usually it's a blessing and you go about your day, but you know, there's not one day that doesn't pass by that I think what's going to happen today like you know you mentioned in that post that um you know you were thinking about all the people who that post would be hard for right like yeah you know you you knew and you you've been there right like to you want to be excited about your baby but like you know that had to have been tough for you it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. Like, and, and, and bless everybody's hearts who is up here who are on air and I see them post and, you know, they're pregnant and they're happy and they're fine. And like, they're not, they're not worrying about it as they shouldn't worry about it. But I've seen, you know, a lot of my colleagues at other stations, you know, post, Oh, like going for a walk today, at, you know, 22 weeks. And I'm like, 
I'm going to the doctor for, you know, I go to the doctor every week because Mm -hmm. we have to check and see. So it's not a happy pregnancy for me. I mean, it's happy. Yes, of course. I'm. uh, But you're worried. You're still obviously there's some anxiety that other moms don't have to deal with. Right. Oh my God. The anxiety is just through the roof, you know? And so, and I, and like I said, I know there's a handful of, of women out there who know exactly what I'm talking about and that mm-hmm. they have this anxiety until they have a baby. And then you have a whole different set of anxiety. <laughs> well, that's true know, for sure. Yeah. That. So yeah. do you know if it's yeah. a girl or boy? We do. It's a boy. Oh, yay. Yay. Which is what we lost last time. So we really wanted a boy this time around as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was really, both my husband and I were um, very, very happy that it was a boy. So, and everything right now looks to be healthy. Yay. So, just fingers crossed. But, uh, but you know, it's it's a, it's a, I got a, I'm almost halfway there, so we got a long way to go. But, uh, but we're just like I, like I did during the uh, 2020 year, just kind of, you know, put one foot in front of the other as hard as mm-hmm. it is to do. Just keep going and let the minutes by minutes, hours by hours, days by days pass. And is your husband still deploying? Is he still gone occasionally? Or yeah. No? Oh, yeah. It's so, so hard. So, yeah. yes. And that's another thing. And, you know, any, any service members uh, that are, you know, their spouses are, are in the uh, in service in the military will know. I mean, it's it's tough. Like, yeah, you, you spend a lot of the time doing things yourself. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my doctor's appointments have been by myself. A lot of that, uh, my anatomy scan was... Um, uh, a couple or like a week ago and I had to do it by myself. And so, you know, it, of course with all the anxiety on top of it, it's, it's rough. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I did my, my IVF transfer by myself. I found out that I was pregnant by myself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just, you, you just do it. Like, just because that's, that's what you the have to life do. that you chose and mm-hmm. that's what you got to do. You know, yeah. you can't just stop, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not ideal, but it is what it is. So you just keep on trucking along. Well, I have a favor, Lauren, real quick. Um, yes. So we are also having a boy, and as I just told Katie, we have no names. We're, like, totally out of yes. names. So do me a favor. Once you pick your name, send me, like, your reject names, like the other I ones that you chose, like, that you, like, didn't go with so that I've got <laughs> – so, so that we've got some options because we're, like, zero. We got nothing. So yeah, send, send, me, send me the ones that, like, didn't make the cut for you. Girlfriend, <laughs> I 100% will. And, that, and so and that's the other thing. Like, we haven't bought anything. And I was talking about buying uh, baby. No, we have a baby baby. Yes, we haven't even talked about names. So, mm-hmm, like, I don't mm-hmm. know when we're gonna do that. We may do it in thirty-eight weeks. Who knows? You uh, you may do it at the same time we are. Like, we may both yeah. be like, we got nothing. We got nothing. <laughs> yeah, we got nothing. So maybe I need to help you send me your names right. at this point. We'll but be yeah, in touch. So, yeah. But yeah, you have there we go. so much time to figure all that stuff yeah, out, and yeah, that exactly. is stuff that you know you will get. I mean, this is the truth. Like, you don't need all that I shit know, that I know. people have people get when they have a baby anyway like you really need so little so i know yeah, you and will it, totally yeah. get there and um, if it, like uh, yeah you really just need the car seat like they they the won't let you leave without the car and seat, something to but, sleep like, in something to sleep in. i mean yeah. worst case scenario baby can sleep in your own bed you know what i mean like you like there we go. really if you're getting down to the nitty-gritty like you really just need the car seat because they do check that before you leave the hospital and maybe some onesies but uh, other yeah. than that you're good yeah <laughs> That's yeah. good to know. And, the, and, the, and the, you know, I guess the kind of also a silver lining is this. Most of my friends now have stopped having children. And so they, I got a lot of hand me downs. Uh, yeah. Downs Listen. Yeah. Come, and that's like all you need. All you need. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, you know, I, I'm so glad that we got to talk to you. And I, of course, I'm, I'm so sorry that you had to deal with all of that. But I know that you sharing your story helps 
other moms. Um, and I think it's, it's one of those things that we just need to talk about more because if it yeah. can even help one other person going through that or something similar to that or so, you know what I mean? I think, just think there's, um, it, for so many years and decades, the, these things weren't discussed. Um, yeah. And I yeah, think it, that anytime anybody speaks up and tells their story is helpful to other moms. Yeah. And you, and you suffer in silence and then, you know, you don't know exactly what that one, a lot of people, you know, have a lot of people have miscarriages a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is very common to have a miscarriage, not as common to have it after, you know, 12 weeks, but it happens. It definitely right. happens. And I've heard of, you know, women having stillbirth babies a, a lot, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that happen up toward 40 weeks. So it definitely oh. happens, but you don't hear about like how you deal with the grief because that grief consumes you and really takes you over and I've never ever had the feeling of grief before and I don't mm -hmm. wish it upon my worst enemy it is just uh it, it swallows you whole and and just chews you up and you got to find a way out and so like I think it is very important to talk about how we deal with that how we deal with our mental health especially coming into a pandemic which was right. just the the the, the, I, the cake. Yeah. I know yeah. I can't imagine like the pandemic was hard anyway like I can't even yeah. imagine going through that after such a traumatic uh incident like you had to deal with um yeah gosh it was it was it was uh it was interesting but i mean at that point like what are you gonna do you know we were just kind of like all right we'll just like, hang out at home all day and you know figure this out day by day and so i did like i said i did a lot of cooking i did a lot of uh, <laughs> uh yeah i yeah. did a lot of cooking yep and because you know the grocery stores were so open at least up here in the dc area and we could go and i would just go shopping and I come home because that was my only like place I could go. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I come home and I would cook like these extravagant meals and not think about you know what happened for at least a couple hours. So so that was you know therapeutic. And then I play with my cats <laughs> for a while. Thank life. goodness Perfect. for the cats. Yeah, yeah. Fluffy yeah. and predator, right? Puffy and Predator. Puffy and Flutter. Okay. Puffy and Puffy predator. and Predator. Puffy. Yeah. Gotta, squared. Gotta yeah, love okay. those cats. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. Uh, thank really you, Lauren. appreciate yeah. you joining us. I love hearing your voice after all of these years. And will you keep us posted yes. on Baby Boy no. and what all, how it all goes down? I you know will. we want to know. I will. I, yeah, thank you. Good luck to you. Oh, I'm thank so you. For you as thank well. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, hope everything. Um, is you know I, I the one thing that I, I hate is that you you know are it sounds like missing out on some of that joy of during the pregnancy so I hope yeah. you can find that um, and you. find some peace and um, yeah nothing but the best for you and keep us posted on that baby and those names yes the I names will, especially I yeah I promise <laughs> right. bye Lauren bye Lauren bye guys thank you thank you Gosh, such an inspirational story. Um, we wish her nothing but the best. And I want to be friends with her. Can I? Am I like friends with her now? I join. She seems like such a great join person. Join the legions of people oh. who uh, want to be Lauren Ricketts' friend. Um, she, yeah, she's amazing. And like I said, one of my just favorite people. You know, in this business, you work with tons mm -hmm. of people, and she is one of those. Um, she's just one of those women that sort of stick in your head. And I've been mm -hmm. following along, on, you know, with her story. Um, on a personal level, but also on social media. So if you want to see how she's doing, if you want any updates, you can follow her on Facebook, Lauren Ricketts, and then on Instagram, Lauren Ricketts NBC as well. And let's let's make a pact that we're going to check in with Lauren, yes, and see do how it. she's doing, yes. get the update mm -hmm. from her um, when she when she has that baby boy. So congrats, Lauren, and thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week.
for listening.